the last couple of weeks. And, and um, with that, I, one of the pastors was sharing that he didn't realize how impactful it can be when a pastor shares some of the things that they're struggling with. He said, yeah, I shared one Sunday morning. I was just so upset, so frustrated, so angry that, and I can't remember he said he hit the wall or if he hit a door. And he said, momentarily, I just felt, ah, that was great. And he looks down at his hand and he's like, I think I actually broke my hand. <laughs> sure enough, he did, and he had shared that on a Sunday morning only to have a person come up to him, and I don't remember if it was electronically that he had reached out to, to the pastor or if he was in the congregation that morning. But at any rate, he had approached the pastor and said, you know, I'm really glad that you shared that because I realized, you know what, I wasn't the only one. He said, I was upset the other day too. And I got in my truck and I hit the steering wheel. And the airbag went off. <laughs> he said, I sound like an idiot. <laughs> so I'm saying all of that this morning because sometimes God has a way of using pastors' lives and the work that he's doing in them as a real-life illustration of something that he's wanting to say to his people. And so, your pastor's life is going to be an illustration, a starting point of something that God is wanting to share with the church family. Now, I will say we're going to take a break from our series today. Wasn't expected. You have no idea what God might decide to do on a Sunday morning. But I want to be obedient with that. And so, I'm going to pull up a stool and I'm going to share this morning of some of the things that God has been doing in my life. Maybe you have a clue as to why then my dad asked for prayer. So, allow me to do that. And I'm one of those people. I have an older sister who does scrapbooking. And she will set out about five tables, those six-foot ones, all for herself. Um, I'm not quite that excessive a stool is going to have to do this morning. But... We had the opportunity, Pat and I did, to go down to um, the cities this week, or past week now, I guess, technically, and uh, take in the Assemblies of God business meeting and uh, also the Equip Conference. That's why Vicki's not here today. Anne's not here today. Uh, they stayed uh, down there after the Equip Conference and, and spent some extra time with the family. And all of that to say, I got a chance to hear some of the amazing things that are happening in the Minnesota district. And, and there's just one thing I want to bring out this morning uh, before, and it, it'll kind of tie into this, but um, is that the Assemblies of God, Minnesota district, so that takes in the whole state of Minnesota, it, um, it was number two district in giving to missions. And I can't remember the dollar figure, but it is amazing how much Minnesota Assemblies God churches are giving to missions. And so I just wanted to share that because, of course, we're part of that district. And uh, we do our tithe on the tithe, and that goes, of course, into our missions fund. There's a handful that, that gives specifically for missions. Of course, it's when we have a missionary come in. We also um, 
uh, that money that we give directly to a particular missionary also gets counted into those. But it's just been a lot of fun, and so I just wanted to encourage our church how important it is um, to be continuing to give to missions. So that's all I'm going to say about the, the business meeting. But truth of the matter is, is, the business meeting was pretty much all that Pat and I attended in person. And that's because, well, your pastor, as I told my daughter-in-law, has kind of been burning the candle on all, candle on all 63 M's. <laughs> and, and things were kind of building um, and have been for some time. And God had been working on my heart about the importance of rest. And so that's what I want to share with you this morning, the importance of rest. You know, we live in the United States of America, and I'm completely going, I have no script, okay? Just bear with me. Um, We live in the United States where it's almost like if we're a workaholic, we got this badge that we wear around really proudly. And I grew up in a family, yes, as many of us did, where it's like, if you worked seven days a week, well, you were doing okay, but there's always room for improvement. You know, it's almost like if we had 48 hours in every single day, and we worked them all plus seven days a week, well, then we might be doing better. You know, that's just kind of that, I guess, mindset um, that, that I grew up with, and, and it started very, very early on. Now, three-sport athlete, plus played in the band, and you were never allowed, and I love you, Mom and Dad, don't, don't hear me wrong, but you were not allowed to quit anything. If you started something, you never quit, ever. How do I know that? Well, because basketball was not my forte, and I thought, well, do I really need to play basketball? Because if I didn't play basketball, I could run all long, winter long, be in awesome shape for track in the spring. Nope. Can't quit. You gotta keep playing. So anyway, it was just like that was the mindset. You just kept working. I also worked on the weekends during that crazy time. My junior and senior year in high school as well. And so when Pat and I got married, we started working on the family sawmill later in our, the fall of the first year we got married. And, and we worked a lot of hours it continued to increase and you know we did that on top of farming and raising garden and still running and and all of that stuff so the reason i'm sharing that is because it is so ingrained in me as i know it is ingrained in some of you as well that you start thinking well this is just who i am this is just who i am And we sometimes forget that God wants to transform us. And we dig in our heels and we think, but this is just who I am. I'm not going to change. How many times have I heard that? (laughs) Not for myself, of course. Um, (laughs) But but we get caught in that and, and we start fighting against what it is that God's wanting to do. And that's kind of what your pastor has been doing for a number of years. But just recently, again, he's been working on my heart about allowing him to transform my mindset so that I do something that he commands us to do 
and that is rest. Because there's always stuff, right? There's always stuff. So I have some scriptures I want to share this morning. And, and it's going to be a, a I want to share this, and, and then we're going to go into a, a time of, of worship. But sometimes I think it's important that we change things up a little bit. Um, but I want to share some scriptures with you this morning, and it'll probably be a shorter service, and, and I think that's okay. Um, but Jesus had said to his disciples in, in Mark chapter 2, verses 27 and 28, and I, I think this is really key, I think, if you're a person who struggles with rest, to hear, hear these words, knowing that God commands uh, rest uh, for his people. It says, Then Jesus said to them, again, his disciples, he said the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. You see, the Pharisees had made it very, very legalistic to the point where they literally wrote down everything that you could not do on that day of rest. And, and they were having it be more about what they were doing than what God wanted to do in them. And sometimes I think we can get to that point where it's like, well, if we're not supposed to be legalistic about it, then it doesn't matter if we take the Sabbath or not. But that isn't what Jesus is actually saying. He says it's to our benefit that we would enter into times of rest. Now, does that mean it has to be on a Sunday? No, it doesn't mean it has to be on a Sunday. If it has to be on a Sunday, I'm in a big world of hurt. It's not going to happen. Although, I will say this, I am very, very thankful to the church leadership that I have the blessing to serve alongside. Because I did have somebody say, you know what, Pastor Lisa, if you need to take today off and you need to rest, I, I'll, I'll say a few words. And so... There is that available, and again, I'm just very, very thankful um, for, for who I get to serve alongside. But it's important that we do rest. It is for our benefit. And so I have to allow the Holy Spirit, the, the Word of God, to transform my mindset so that I remember that it's for my benefit that I would rest. It's not that I'm lazy. I thought it was kind of interesting. I was scrolling through my phone and I was looking at some of the things that I had looked up. And one was scriptures on laziness. The other was scriptures on work. And I'm like, interesting. How come there weren't any scriptures on rest? There's got to be some in between. But it is not a sign of laziness. And hey, I'm preaching to myself this morning as well. It is not a sign of laziness to rest. Now, a lot of times people will think, well, yep, I rest on Sunday. I go to church, and then I go home, and I watch the ball game, and I hang out. And now, well, there's nothing wrong with watching the ball game and hanging out, and there's certainly nothing wrong with coming to church, obviously. Um, the reality is, is when we're resting, as in taking a Sabbath rest, are we thinking about the Lord? Are we listening to Him? Are we spending that intentional time dedicated to him? 
Again, if you want to watch a football game, go ahead and knock yourself watch a football game. But then, are you taking some other time somewhere else in your week outside of church and just getting some spiritual rest? I have room for improvement. Why? Well, I found it interesting that Mark chapter 6, it gives us a passage about Jesus inviting his disciples to come to a quiet place to rest. They had just gotten back. He had sent them out, if you'll recall, sent them out in pairs, and, and they were doing ministry, and they were excited. They came back. And Jesus then invites them. John the Baptist was beheaded in between that, but nevertheless... Jesus invites them, he says in, in verse 31, Then Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. He goes on to say, he said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. You know, and, and, and as a pastor, ministry can get crazy like that where there's a lot of things to be done and and in all honesty, there is no ending point to the, the checklist being completed in ministry any more than I think there was the end to the pallet orders on the sawmill either. It, there's always something yet to be done. But yet here, Jesus is recognizing the need for rest. And so he invites the disciples to go off with him. And you think, all right, he's, then he goes, if you know the passage well, you know he invites them to get into the boat with them. And they're probably thinking, sweet, here we go, some time out on the lake together. Who likes to spend time out on the lake, just enjoying, relaxing? And they're thinking, yes. And so they're almost like, shh, let's get in the boat before anybody sees us. Well, guess what? What happens? Again, if you know this passage well, you know that Jesus looks on, well, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself. They get in the boat, the disciples, they head off across the lake, but the people see where they're headed, and so they hoof it on around to the other side, and they wait for him. Jesus gets there, and he says, or scripture says, and he had compassion on them. The disciples thought they were going to get some rest. And I know this kind of sounds opposite of what I'm, I'm trying to get across this morning. But this is kind of what I experience is because I look at the people and I have compassion and I want to minister to them. And even though I've been invited to go have uh, some quiet time and some rest I see people with compassion you know with compassionate eyes and I want to come alongside them and so it's this balance there are going to be those seasons much like these last couple of weeks have been very busy obviously coming off of Easter and and all of those things but rest is so important that Jesus would even invite his disciples. Did they get some rest? Of course, they got some rest. But where is your quiet place? Where is that place that you go 
and you have some rest with God. Where you allow him to refresh you and to rejuvenate you. Because we all need that. Our, all of our lives are busy and they're full and there's a lot of demands. It's not just a pastor. I think that could be said for everybody. everybody. But where is that place, that quiet place that you get away and spend some time with God? You see, your pastor hasn't been doing that very well. And so why would my dad say, yes, we need to pray with her? Well, I stopped at a rapid clinic on our way home from the cities. And when I told Vicki that, she responded with, oh, because she knows I just don't do those things. All of that to be said, I do have pneumonia. It's just the beginning stages of it. Um, but I know myself well enough because this is now the fourth time that I've had pneumonia. What signs to be watching for? And so when I lost my appetite on Thursday, I'm like, this isn't good. And so that's what prompted me to stop because I had been down that road where I put it off working on the sawmill one time and just pressed through and it took a long time for it to get cleared up. Um, and so it's like, okay, I'm gonna hopefully get ahead of it better this time. Um, but I share that because again, I know I'm not the only one with a busy life. I know each of you have degrees of busyness and seasons of, of even more busyness in your lives. But it's so vital that we would say yes to what it is that God has put before us again for our benefit. And so if you can't think of a place right off the top of your head where you can go to that quiet place and get that rest, I really want to encourage you this week, don't neglect that. It is for our benefit. You might say, well, okay, so but what am I gonna what am I gonna gain from this? And again, I've already said, you know, you're gonna be refreshed, you're gonna be rejuvenated. But Isaiah writes this, and this is kind of key to where my struggle is, and I'll point it out after I read chapter 40, starting with verse 28. It says, have you not, have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youth will become weak and tired, and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not grow faint. You see that key pieces in verse 30, but those who trust in the Lord. You see, it really does take a level of trust to say, okay, if I'm supposed to rest, God, how do I get rest into my week? How am I going to get done everything I'm supposed to get done 
or feel like I'm supposed to get done if I take some rest. A wise man once told me, he said, you can double your efforts and produce twice as much. Or you can trust in God and see your efforts expanded exponentially. You see, something spiritual happens when we will take rest. When we thought we didn't have time, God strengthens us in a way and allows us to accomplish things in less than what we would be able to do on our own. And I find it interesting that after this kind of, this light bulb was coming on actually last week for me, that now I would be diagnosed with pneumonia because that wasn't supposed to happen. I thought I had gotten this understanding of the importance of rest. Because two weeks ago, I suffered with my monthly migraine. It's just something I deal with. And I literally could do nothing but sleep all day Wednesday. And then I had other church things I needed to do, and Wednesday was supposed to be my major sermon prep study day. And I had other responsibilities on Thursday, so now Friday comes around and I'm thinking, oh, because I take a long time to get messages put together. I hope that that shows most Sundays. Um, but I'm thinking, okay, I, it usually is going to take me about 14 hours to really get things where I want to get them. And so after sleeping all day Wednesday, now Friday comes, it took me five hours. Five hours to get the message in the order in which I wanted it, the scriptures laid out, all the points in there. And it was like, I thought I had lost a day when God required me to rest but I gained so much more. God will do amazing things in our lives if we will honor him with a Sabbath rest. And so maybe you're here today and maybe you're an overachiever and you're burning candles on 67 ends. I don't know. <laughs> I just want to encourage you. Our time with God is so incredibly valuable. And I hope that I'm going to be able to continue to make progress on improving my understanding and increasing my trust. Because I don't want to fall into that trap, that old adage. Well, you can either wear out or you can rust out. Yeah, I've heard that too. And I think, you know what, either way you're out, I don't want to be out. In fact, the superintendent of the Minnesota district preached a message on Friday morning and Pat and I listened online and he said, we want you to be in this for the long haul. People in ministry, pastors. The truth of the matter is, is we're all called to do things for God. And I don't want any of us to not be able to fulfill that, whatever that is, 
because we weren't willing to take that rest. Again, I'm preaching to myself this morning. And so with that, I just want to pray for you before we move into a, a time of worship. And then I'll, I'm going to step down and worship with you, and then I'll come back up after our worship time and, and kind of wrap up the service. But allow me to pray for you, and, and I just encourage you to just close your eyes and bow your heads. But if you're here and, and you're like, you know what, Pastor Lisa, I so get what you're, you're going through. I, too, have, you know, been nurtured to, to work really hard, and, and I realize that while working hard is good and that honors God, if I'm not including the rest, I'm not going to be able to, to do what he would call me to do. If that's you this morning and you want to just raise your hand, I just want to, I'm not going to pray for you by name, but I do want to pray uh, for you specifically. And so if that's you, just raise up a hand so I can pray with you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Heavenly Father, I, I thank you for this very timely message, certainly for, for me. Uh, but Lord, obviously with some hands raised in uh, the room today, I, I know there are others this is speaking to as well. And Lord, I pray that um, we would heed your instructions, that we would see that this rest isn't something to be legalistic about. It's not something... Uh, to beat ourselves up over. It's certainly not to open the door for us to be lazy either and think that we need one Sabbath is good, then five must be better. That is not what you have for us. But Lord, that we would honor this time that you have given us, that you command us to take, because you know that it is for our benefit. You know that it's going to better enable us to have renewed strength, that we're going to be able to run and not grow weary because of your power working in us because we have spent that intentional time in your presence to be refreshed and rejuvenated and to be renewed. So Lord, for the ones that have raised their hands this morning, I pray that you would guide them that you would help them in this development process of, of trusting you enough, knowing that you're going to work supernaturally in our lives to help us to be able to take that time because you know how important it is for us. And Lord, I pray as we would submit to you and we would trust you that you would do amazing things in and through us. And Lord, I just thank you for those that raised their hands. I pray that you would help them, just as you helped me, to learn this new habit of rest. And may you be glorified and your kingdom work be done exponentially. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.